Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. And this week, my guest is Jason Manford. Hello and welcome to the Musicals and Theatre Podcast. Sitting opposite me... This morning, and, and we're doing this in the morning, is, um, is Jason Manford. And it has started with a bit of a disappointment because I've had to confess that the cupcake shop, Gemma's Cupcakes, yeah. a little plug there, yeah. was shut. Livid. And um, yeah, obviously Jason didn't know he was going to get a cupcake. Now he knows he was going to get one, but I know, now it's isn't. weird. It's all taken a twist. It's weird to, to be disappointed in something so, you didn't know about. <laughs> I know. So we've started off, and normally I start, I'd like to start my interviews on a really good footing, and I feel that this has got off yeah. to a really poor start. I think we can turn this around. I Do you think, shall fine, we? Yeah. Shall but we? now I'm like, now I need a cake afterwards. Uh, hopefully they'll be open by the time. They'll, they're, they're, they will be. There you they go. will be That's open we'll by do. the time we've done this. Now, Jason, we are, we, we're used to seeing you on our tellies all the time, with eight out of ten cats and, and, and well, all the comedy yes. stuff yeah, really, yeah, is what you're stuff. known yeah. for. Yeah. But you're not here to talk about your comedy. No. Here to talk about an album. Here it is. Yeah. You can hear that. It's actually there. I know. It's a CD in a case. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Jason Manford, A Different Stage. It's funny seeing the CD in the case. They, they actually gave me a copy the other day of, of that, uh, the CD in the case. And I, I went back to my uh, girlfriend and children and was like, look what, I've, what daddy's got, look what I've got. And they went, oh, play it. I was like, Oh, we haven't got any way of playing this. No, I know. <laughs> I was like, let's all go and sit in the car. Exactly. We've all just got a CD player in our car, haven't yeah. we? But of course, there are lots of ways to get your album. It doesn't yes. have to be on a nope, CD. You're quite we can right. download it and play off Absolutely. our computers. But I want to talk about a few other things first before we get to go your, for it. your singing. Yes. Because um, I was looking through the many things that you've done, and this, yeah. this is probably my favourite. You're the voiceover on the Churchill Insurance. Office. Yes, but very importantly, because I get that this comes up a lot. Does it? I'm not the dog. I know. See, next I was question. The, I was the other guy, yeah. Out. I not know. That was Bob Mortimer, is the dog. So who are you in the uh, I'm just the boring guy who does the... Uh, for 20% off car insurance. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's not interesting now, is it? Uh, you moving on. <laughs> moving on. Right. Everybody wants the dog. Drop the Churchill insurance question. <laughs> <laughs> now, you trained in performance at Salford. You come from Salford, yes? Yes, I'm originally. from Salford originally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, and you went and you trained in performance. Yeah, so I, um, I well I scraped in just to get to the university. To be honest, it was um, thanks to a, another uh, well-known comedian, uh, Peter Kay, actually that oh. I got in there at all. Um, I'd um, I was I remember I was eighteen. I just um, I had a sort of a, a personal issue when I was sort of seventeen, eighteen, and. Um, I just sort of, my A-levels just went, you know, and uh, it wasn't a nice time in my life. And I just thought, oh, forget it. I'll just get a job like everybody else in my family mm-hmm. does. I don't need to go to university. Nobody else has ever gone, so why why, why should I go, yeah. you know? And that was it. I just, I got a job in a, a call centre and, uh, and, 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 and started doing that. And I'd, I'd done stand-up for a while and then I, I knocked that on the head as well. Um, and I just thought oh, it's not for me. This I'll just I'll just get a job, and that's what I well, did. So you done stand up? Yeah, I started stand up at sixteen. No, really? Yeah, I started really early, and uh, um, I um, and then this, and then I real what, what I found hard was this, you know, this uh, sort of tragedy. I guess what you would call it at the time, family tragedy happened, and I just thought, oh god, I don't, I don't really, I can't do these two things. So um, I just knocked it all on the head, and then I'd. Um, 
I'd done a, I'd done a gig with Peter Kay and I'd met him and he was, um, he was really lovely and really nice. And I, and, and I remember my, when I failed my A-levels, then I didn't, just couldn't get into the university I wanted. I wanted to go to um, Manchester and Edinburgh and Bristol. Mm. Like I'd put, you know, done all the, the options and, and I didn't have the grades to get into any of them to do a degree. And, um, and then I, you know, what I was actually, I was just talking to Peter one day, who at the at that point was he'd not fully, you know, hit the Phoenix Knights and everything else yeah. he was doing, but he was in the Northwest. He was very well known, and and he was my absolute idol. And uh, he said, I I did a course at Salford University of only a HND. He's not a you know not a full degree, but it was I just found it really useful for what what I wanted to do. Why don't you Why don't you do that? I said I've just not got the grades to do it. And he said, Well, let me let me speak to. A, couple of people and he anyway he spoke to a couple of people they said look these grades are not great but it is audition based rather than um uh sort of grade based so why why, do, why doesn't you come in for an audition at least anyway i did and and, the, and they they offered me uh a, 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 a place on the course this um hnd in uh, media and performance which i did for two years and then by that point i'd passed it so well that they let me stay on to do the degree so i ended up i did eventually get it uh, get there so um so yeah so it was his fault really <laughs> i love i love stories when you hear about uh, people in the same business mm. really helping other people yeah I just yeah i just find that just just lovely. yeah it was um, lovely he didn't need to do it and, no, and, and, but and, this is all thanks to that really yeah. you know in a way well, that's that's uh, that's really heartwarming good i like that that's a lot <laughs> um now but your family were musical yes yeah. yes they were all performers on my mum's side mm. yeah, the irish side so my gran um nana ryan nora ryan uh, she came over in the 50s with my granddad uh, from Dublin to the northwest, and they were like a little folk duo, and and uh, they they toured the pubs and clubs of the northwest, the Irish scene and the folk scene, and and they were they were great. You know, she was a a brilliant showwoman. She was just so engaging, and you know, just these these men just loved like were in love with her. You know, even now, funnily enough, even now if I'm in a pub in Manchester, there'll be old Irish men. Uh, you know, and they're not coming over to speak to me because they've they've seen me on telly. They're coming over to speak to me about my nana, who is oh. not no longer with us right. now. But uh, and then she had eleven children. They had eleven children, eleven. Mm. and she taught them all how to play instruments, and she taught them all to harmonise and sing. And by the sort of mid to late seventies, they were this huge show band, like uh, double with, the von Trapp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were with the costumes and the uh, the outfits and uh, the the full show. And they'd started doing country songs and, uh, you know, incorporating that into their acts. Um, I think a couple of them um, ended up on uh, New Faces, mm -hmm. you know, at the time. And, you know, so they were doing really, really well. And and that was uh, and that is what I remember from when I was uh, a kid, really, was Sunday afternoon, we would go to the Little Western pub in Moss Side and, my, and, and, and the band were on. The whole band were playing on this tiny stage, all everyone cramped onto this stage it was packed there's people like outside i remember sitting under the pool table eating prawn cocktail crisps with my <laughs> with my brothers and the bass sound like coming from the other room and and then the first half was their show and all the stuff that they did and then the second half was a sort of free-for-all and it was like people would just get up and they were just those unbelievable type of musicians where they'd go just hum the first bit 
Hum the first bit. Okay, I know it. And then, and then they would just, play just play all along. play this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's such an Irish it's, thing, though, isn't yeah. it? That you get in Irish pubs and people just start. It's amazing. Just joins in. It's brilliant. And uh, and that's and that was it. And that's how I first started singing. I think I must have been about seven or eight, and uh, and I first got up and started singing. I remember singing in the ghetto by Elvis at eight years old. And I think even then I thought, I think this will be funny. <laughs> An eight-year-old singing this song. Oh, so was it funny or was so, it good? Well, I think I'm hoping a bit of both. But, um, yeah. but And then and I, I think gradually my nana then, she really encouraged me to, to get up and we'd sing duets together and she'd request songs that she thought suited my voice and, you know... Uh, and she kept that, you know, when your voice breaks, you know, she 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 kept she always kept on top of it, you know, she always made sure I was practicing and because uh, that's what I always thought I'd end up doing. I thought I'd just go down the the family tradition, I suppose. Like in my family, it would have been more of a shock if it had gone, guys, I want to be an accountant. Yes, been, how dare you? Not under <laughs> a my roof. Job? <laughs> yes, you get on that stage. But you see, I think people don't know that. I think they think that the, the comedy thing. Yes, but uh, and and they now know. Obviously, you've you've mm. been in musicals, and we're talking yes. about that. But uh, but they wouldn't have thought that that you had the history of that. I yes. think perhaps. Yeah, I think such that's a it. family thing. Yeah, that you were always doing it. So in in a way, it was just completely natural that you would go on and explore more of that side of I think so yeah yeah for me yeah and then and you went into was the first musical um Sweeney Todd Sweeney Todd yeah. yes uh to that was right up till 2012 actually although before that I'd been very lucky because there was a TV show called Born to Shine on ITV it only had one series it was for save the children and they were sort of getting, you know, celebs to learn new tricks. Jenny Bond learned the xylophone and, you know, it was that sort of, that sort of thing. You know, <laughs> as you do. As you do. And um, I remember they uh, they said, why don't you learn how to opera sing? And I said, well, I'd love to. And at that point, my um, daughters had just been born, my twin daughters. And uh, so I was sort of, I, I was off work. I was off work for about uh, about three months I had off. And so they gave me this opera singing teacher who lived nearby, uh, Andrea, uh, Andrea uh, Holton, and um, and she used to come around every day, and we did a couple of hours every day. I basically got about four semesters worth of opera singing uh, for, free. for free, you know, on ITV's <laughs> dime. <laughs> yes. And uh, and and I've got to say, the stuff I learned from her and the training that she gave me just took it to a different level. Like you'd gone suddenly gone from be, you know being able to do a bit of karaoke to suddenly being able to do Brindisi from La Triviata, you know, and. Um, I just loved it, absolutely loved it. And then I, I won this competition on ITV. And then and I, I genuinely thought, that was 2010, I genuinely thought, well, let's wait for the phone calls now. I mean, they've yeah. uh, surely to goodness. I mean, I've just seen Dean Gaffney in Chicago. Yep. Surely. Yeah, here I am, lame is, here uh, I come. Guys, yep. nothing. I mean, nothing. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened at all for two years. And uh, and in the end, I uh, it was actually somebody in my agent's office who I'd been saying, I'd love to do a musical. Uh, so just keep your eye out for anything. I'm not. It's not bothered what it pays or what it. You know, I just want to do one. And uh, and he rang me and he said, I've just seen it on Spotlight, the sort of actors list. Um, uh, there's a little advert here to to. Fi- it's just a fill in for twelve weeks, uh, the part of Pirelli in the West End, uh, uh, with um, Michael Ball and uh, Imelda Staunton and Sweeney Todd. I said, Oh, get me an audition. Get me an audition. I went for an audition for, with uh, Pirelli and and um, I think I ended up doing four auditions in this little place in Clapham somewhere to keep coming down for these auditions and every time I turned up there was like different people in the audition mm. it's like they were going you've got to see this it's weird <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Kent was the director and it was um, oh it was great it was just really good fun and 
And they and they offered me the part. I think they, they I think they sort of couldn't believe it really. After they were like, auditions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so I remember and I remember being in that show because I didn't live in London. I had to sort of find somewhere to live. And I remember when I when I priced it up at the end of that show of what I was getting paid and what what it it actually cost me yeah. two grand to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the so, glamour. Yeah, exactly. The but at the same time, I think in that world, it sort of made people go, oh, this guy's a bit serious about this. Like, he's not just, he's not come to get a, a quick payday and, 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 mm. and then move on because you don't go to musical theatre for a quick payday. And so much of it is perception as well. Yes. It's, it's, pers- it's making people see you in a different way. And that yes. can be really difficult. You it is tough. You're kind of through a wall going, no, I can do this as well. Yeah. Take me seriously, it I can. Is, it's, I think there's natural ways of getting into it. I mean, I was in The Producers, which obviously is, yes. is, um, is, is always a comedian, always a comic in, in that part. Lee Evans played it over here. And um, it's generally somebody who's, who's very well, funny. Well, and there was Phil Jupiter and Ross Noble. Phil was in it, Ross were in it, yes. So it was a cast full of comedians. Yes, exactly, there. exactly. So... So in that respect, I feel like that was a great entry, you know, to work with Mel Brooks and and, and get that sort of um, on, once that's on your CV, I think then people sort of go, okay, okay. we're we're off okay. here, yeah, okay. we'll let him do chitty chitty bang bang. Yes, bang. exactly, yes. and that was the that was and that the next was also one. with Phil Jupiter. It was, yes. yeah, yeah, Phil Can't played the Baron. Him. I know we no. uh, we it's actually weird now because we're both doing both on tour for uh, doing our stand up and we keep sort of texting each other saying like. Miss you, because <laughs> like, we toured with each other for like the best part of three and years. Carrie Hope Fletcher was in that. Yes, Carrie's. Fan. She's been. On oh, the she's wonderful. Series. Isn't she a talented young thing? Oh my goodness, yes. what a star! Yeah, what an absolute star! I mean, yes. yeah, phenomenal. Yes. Uh, now, musical theatre. Obviously, there's singing. Mm-hmm. There's dancing. Do we do dancing? <laughs> yes, yes. You do do dancing. I do do dancing. You so do do dancing. Uh, there was no dancing in Sweeney Todd. Thankfully, uh, like I said I was dead by half eight. So it's one of the best jobs. It's one of the best jobs you can have, to Did be you honest. Have to stay for the curtain call. Yeah. yeah, I was fuming. I was like, "Can I not just leave? No, I'll just because no. I could have commuted then and saved money yeah. on the by living in Stockport still." But um, no, it was it was it was it was great. But um, I got through a lot of lot of box sets right uh, backstage. But dancing in Chitty Chitty. Bang so bang. dancing in Chitty, dancing in the produ- so in the producers. I remember they uh, they we were starting rehearsals in the January. And the show was going up in the March till the July, I think. And uh, and so I said, look, I can't just turn up in January like this. I've got to, there's a tap, there's a you know there's a five minute tap routine to I want to be a producer. There's um, there's a waltz and a and a ballroom dance in uh, that face with um, with Ula. And uh, I said I can't just turn up on the first day. You know, I'm already feeling like. I'm not in. I'm not part of this world. I can't show that much disrespect to these guys who've been training for you know years. Mm-hmm. So that I think I got the part in the October, and I started dance lessons that month in the October. And I and and like like with the singing, I don't do things by half. So I again, I saw a dance teacher pretty much every day for you know for two months, three months, and uh, and learnt how to tap dance and learn how to, to, to move uh, without being a dad. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so by the time I got to the rehearsals in the January, I, I, had, I had the, you, you know, the, the steps. Stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Do a double time step. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So that, yes. that, that really helped. And then in Chitty, I did the exact same thing because it was a totally different dance. I had to do uh, Me Old Bamboo, mm-hmm. which is just unbelievable because you're... You you know you're one step behind the the dancers. You're you've just. It was funny because the choreographer said to me, um, he said, "If you can just imagine at this point, Jason, if you can imagine just 
you've just wandered into the scene and you're just a guy who doesn't know what he's doing, surrounded by professional dancers. I was like, yeah, I think I've got it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can do this. And that was... I mean, that, crikey, that was... I remember wearing the Fitbit uh, on my um, on my ankle for um, a few of the runs, and we used to do... Um, it was like a thing just to... You know, when you're doing 500 shows or whatever, you're not trying to find anything yeah, to do. Yeah. And we used to take bets on how many steps I would do. I worked out, I did three miles during, uh, the, show. during the show, yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of it was during the old yeah. bamboo. Three miles getting nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly, yeah. <laughs> right, let's come to your album now. Okay. Yes. It is there it is. There it is. Now... You you're singing, well it's 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 hits and from from the musicals. Mm. What I love about it is there are some different yes songs on this. It's not the ones that you always get on the musical yeah. compilation. Yeah, that's what I was trying to go for. Um, Good, I'm glad you spotted that. How did you choose the the songs for it? Well, it was a funny one because I spoke to a couple of people um, who had albums. Uh, you know, Bradley Walsh and people like that. And they were like, you've got to prepare to fight for the songs you believe in. You know, you've got to go in there and because they'll have their own agenda and the record company and mm. all. And um, I've got to say, I had a list of about 25 songs and I went in, we sat there and we went, no, not that one. That one doesn't sound quite right. And, and we got to the 12 and it was pretty painless. It was pretty like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, there was a couple that I had, you know, there's a couple that were obvious to do. Hushabye Mountain, obviously from I know, Chitty. which is lovely. And I've, I've heard that because I've heard the album because it's not out yet. No. But I did hear uh, the little trailer. Yes, and that was Hushabye Mountain. Yes, it's beautiful. Thank you very much. Really well, it's lovely. my. F- it's I love one that of my song favorites. anyway. It's a lovely and song. And you see, you don't get that on most compilations. No, Hushabye no. And I think the other thing you get with it is when people do seem to cover it, they seem to belt it. They seem to sing it, and they, I think they sort of forget that it, it's a bit in the show where he's singing his kids to sleep, <laughs> yes. and they're like, "Ah, Jared Aubrey." So like, oh, shh, <laughs> yes. his kids are asleep. <laughs> and uh, and I just remember that bit. That being the part of the show where, because we do that as a duet as well, which you, you won't have heard on the clip, but the, it's with uh, Rosanna Bates who played Mrs. Potts in Chitty with me. And um, and she sang, we sing this little bit. So obviously we sung it, you know, hundreds of times together. And I asked her if she'd come and sing it on the album with me as well, which she would, but uh, well, she did. Um, but it's just a lovely moment in the show because I just, I remember being very emotionally engaged in that song at that moment because his wife, sort of the ghost of his, you know, his his dead wife Mm. appears and the children and the struggle that he has with, you know, looking after kids by himself. And, you know, and I I feel that some some days as well when when I'm by myself with the kids. So I felt a real connection with the character and and, and with that song. And was it difficult doing this in in a studio, obviously, because you're used to performing these Mm. songs on stage in the context of a show? Now you're doing it in, a, in an album, which is sort of more clinical. Obviously. Yes, it You've is. Got the sets and the costume and all of that. Yeah, no, it is hard. That I think that is the hardest thing about doing a, a musicals album is is doing these, you know, really sometimes really quite emotional songs out of context from until you until you're trying to still tell the story, um, and uh, and I feel like we you know we've managed to sort of do that to to a certain level but um, yeah I guess the, the part of that is the audience ho- hopefully when they're listening to it you know knowing roughly that okay this is this is this you know this is mm. supposed to be at this and point and you've got Carrick Fergus on there that's Carrick your Fergus. Irish reason. yes that's from my grandparents yeah it's a great song isn't it it's beautiful it's a lovely song and it's um, and what's nice is because it's actually when you when we broke it down it's it's sort of three identical verses and uh and and so I just wanted to try and tell a bit more of a story about this, you know, old man sort of looking back at his life and wishing that he was back home and uh, thinking about the love of his life and that. And 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 they did a lovely job with the arrangements where they sort of each 
each new verse gets new more instruments and it grows mm. and it gets Builds bigger. It. Yeah, it's lovely. You're on tour mm. at the moment. Yeah. Now, I would be like publicising your tour, but there's no point because I, I looked at the website, <laughs> sold out. So a lot pretty, of them, yeah. I think it's pretty much sold out. I, I every, we... every date that I looked at said sold out, sold out, sold out. <laughs> so we can't go and see it. So instead of instead of yeah. going to see it, are we doing? Is this a stand up tour? Or is this the yeah, album so I'm tour? I'm doing a bit of both. So I'm doing uh, doing a stand up tour, Muddle Class, which is um, which we are sold out till about. I think we're sold out for the rest of this year, and then next year there's new dates going in. And, oh, and great! And we can so, see right. Yeah, 2019, so. possibly. Possibly, you might easily yeah. Get a ticket. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know it's crazy, isn't it? I know someone said to me, "I've just bought tickets for your gig. It's so far away that I could meet someone, get them pregnant, have a baby, <laughs> and have a child, and then still not come to see you. Like that's how far in advance. <laughs> Bring the child. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's on till next next Christmas, two thousand eighteen. So that's and that's re- that's that's a really good fun. That's really a lot of fun that show. And you and do then, singing in your singing. No, in, that's no. just stand up. No, okay. And uh, occasionally, I, I, you know, I end with a song like like Ken Dodd. <laughs> <laughs> it's shorter though. It's a shorter show than Ken. And um, and then I'm doing a different stage. Um, we're doing uh, one in London uh, in Holborn, which has sold out, and then we're doing one at the Lowry in Salford which still has tickets available on the 13th of November. And then, to be honest, I, I'm i still in this sort of new world. Like, it's so new to me. Obviously, the record company and promoters are like, right, let's put 25 dates on. And I'm going, let's, can I just see how these do? And then if they go well, then then uh, we'll then add some we'll more. So, more. yeah, I'd like to add some more. And what's the future? Is the future comedy or musicals or I, albums or, or, yeah, or, or all of it? I don't know. I'm in talks to do another musical in 2019. So have a little... Well, we're just sort of waiting really at the moment to see see what what happens. Yeah, um, I'm hoping there's an, I'm hoping there's more life in Chitty. To be honest, I'm hoping because I know the producer very well, and um, every so often I ring up and say, "How is she?" And uh, he's like, "Yeah, she's fine. She's just she's in the garage, and we have to just keep going in, and <laughs> they have to keep going in and oiling her and making sure she's all right, just in case, you know, so she doesn't rust." Uh, which breaks my heart that <laughs> my friend Chitty <laughs> oh. is sat in a shed somewhere, and. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm hoping uh, to do something in 2019. And then I'd like to. I'd like to do some, to see if there's a way of mixing the two. It's it's kind of hard. I mean, it's weird that you think back in the day that it was just the norm that you would do stand-up and, I mean, even people like Bernard Manning and, you know, Ken Dodd and all these would do the two things together. So, yeah, I'm I'm trying to find a way of making that work. But at the moment, they're, they're quite the separate entity. And if there was a musical... I don't know what the one is in 2019, mm. we can't discuss mm-hmm. it, but like your dream <laughs> musical role, what would that be? I think after doing Stars on the album, I think I would love to be in Les Mis. Mm. I think that's, I've, uh, but, but at the same time, I've said it so many times now and no one's rank. Yes. So did you, did I don't, you I don't hear think it's, that? I don't Producers think it's happening. Of Les Mis. Cameron, Cameron, <laughs> Jason here <laughs> would like to be in Les Mis. Are you listening? Yeah, I would yeah. absolutely love that. And, and and who knows, mate? I think it's a part for when I'm a bit older, maybe, and, and, and I sort of go, right, let's let's take this very seriously and aim for it and, and, and do it. But um, but I also love being in the family musicals. I love um, Chitty and, uh, you know, so those sort of things are, are, are great as well. So I just don't know. I'm sort of, I don't know. I mean, and there's also, you know, there's also parts that I've auditioned for that didn't get, you know, that's, they're, they're, they sort mm-hmm. of play in your mind. You think, oh, I'd like to do that. Yeah. One day. And you said you took 24 songs and we've got 12 on this yes. album, so are the other yeah. 12 for the next album. Hey, you never know. The difficult second album. Uh, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, Manford and Songs, that's what I'm definitely calling the next one. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Well, listen, thank you so thank much you. That was for lovely. coming in for the chat. Really and fun. Uh, the album's out, what was the date? Uh... So uh, it came out on the 6th of October. Oh, okay. yep. So uh, it's out now. Um, and uh, just, it's, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, well, we look forward to hearing more of thank it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank and you. Um, very much for coming ke- uh, Cake, is that, is that happening? The shop's been open for two minutes. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> That was the Musicals and Theatre podcast. And if you enjoyed that, then why not subscribe? It's absolutely free to our channel on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also hear me every weekend morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic. 